Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What's up, everybody? New episode of the Early Retirement Vlog. My name is Ray Taylor. From time to time, I like to talk about things that apply to me. And this is where I do it. Uh, so I'm going to talk about in this episode my love of stand-up comedy. Or comedy, performance comedy? Stand-up comedy. I mean, it started with more of like the Who's Line and the SNLs of the world. Like sketch comedy was kind of uh, my first real understanding of like, oh, this is different than like movies or whatever, whatever. Um, whereas like stand-up, I guess I did see stand-up comedy like uh, Comedy Central had a bunch of comedy specials. like So... Comedy Central was huge. I remember when I got it, I didn't have cable for a lot of my life. And then uh, there was a chunk of my life through high school to about 26 or the age 25 where I got rid of cable. Um, and Comedy Central was huge, man. Um, seeing comedy s specials, uh, seeing um, Saturday Night Live. When I was a kid growing up, uh, my friend's stepdad worked at the sound uh, booth for the McCallum Theater in Palm Springs, which is a giant uh, theater where they put on plays and performances. I don't know how many seats, or like 3,000 maybe, 2,000 if I had to guess. I haven't been there in a while, um, so I don't know exactly how many seats it would be, but pretty big theater. Um, but it's mostly plays. I did see some stand-up. Like, I remember, I don't really... I don't, I remember going to see it. I saw uh, Carrot Top uh, do a performance there. I saw, um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, the the Russia guy. The in in Russia, toilet shits you. Um, fuck, what's his name? It's like right there. I was there anyway. I saw him uh, perform. And I think I may have seen like Bill Maher or something perform there. But I was like, I was a kid. It wasn't like, I, did, I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed it. But it was like, I don't know. Going to a theater, a hoity-toity theater as a kid watching these uh, stand-up comic, stand comics do um, their shows. Um, I, I didn't appreciate it at the time. Because I wasn't necessarily into stand-up specifically like I am now like now it'd be awesome to go though well, I mean I do go I went and saw you know probably the last theater show I saw with a stand-up comic was Rogan uh Joe Rogan and Ian Edwards uh here in Denver but um usually I go to club shows for comedy like uh in San Diego the American Comedy Club the Comedy Store in La Jolla Madhouse Comedy uh or in LA the comedy store I've been to there, um, Denver I've been to the Comedy Works, and then I went and saw the Dollop at the Oriental Theater. So I enjoy going to see live stand-up comedy, but as a kid I wasn't into it. I was more into like SNL. I loved SNL at the time. Um, 
fucking whose line is it anyway? Love that. Like the improv kind of comedy. I love that as a kid. I wasn't really as much into the stand-up, although I do did enjoy the stand-up specials, but I can't really remember any one that stood out where I was like, oh, that's like I didn't really follow any comics then. Um so as a kid I didn't really and then I got TV and SNL and all that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't until I would say, well, I started getting into probably around when I got rid of cable um, and I started collecting DVDs a little bit heavier. Um, I got the uh, Dave Chappelle, Killing Them Softly is a great fucking special. Um, And then a couple of the Chris Rock specials, I think Bigger and Blacker is one of them. And then there's another one. And I'd watch those. Like, those were my favorite shit. That's when I started. So those were kind of my intro into stand-up. It was okay. Dave Chappelle and then Chris Rock. I remember working at Blockbuster uh, in, like, 2001, 2000. I don't remember when I quit Blockbuster. But uh, one of the supervisors would bring in, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, this is horrible. I'm, I'm, like, dropping all kinds of names. He was in Bad Boys with Will Smith. God damn it. Anyway. I, I can't think of his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, so th- there was those. And then, um, so back to Killing Them Softly, Chris Rock. And then I got into Cat Williams. Cat Williams was huge. And then I remember uh, just downloading uh, Dane Cook when Dane Cook was really popular. I think it was a little after he was popular. I think it was kind of between where he was popular and then where a lot of people were just like, oh, he's like a sellout kind of a a thing. Um, But I remember listening to that and like fucking loving it. Fucking loving it. Like that was the first time his, uh, I don't remember which one it was, probably like 07, whichever album he came out with. Probably the first time I listened to comedy instead of watching specials. Um, so I love that. Uh, was super into. So I was. That was kind of my Dane Cook, and then Chris Rock, Chris, uh, and then uh, Dave Chappelle, and Cat Williams were kind of the the core. And then later I found Joe Rogan on Netflix, which was amazing. His uh, his special from way back in the day. Uh, And then podcasts, like listening to Joe Rogan and uh, all of the different comics, I started to become more and more obsessed with stand-up comedy. Um, And that's when I started going to comedy shows. The first time, the first comedy show I went to on my own, well, with friends, but not like as a kid, but like as an adult, was uh, I went to go see Ari Shafir uh, on 420 at the La Jolla Comedy Store. So it was 420, the year was probably 2012, maybe 2011, somewhere in there. Um, and the lineup was, he Ari headlined, the, the feature was um, Motherfucker. Tony Hinchcliffe opened. And the feature was, oh, I always forget his name. He did, he did a show, 
This is horrible. This is like the most, like, I'm going to talk about stuff, but I'm not going to remember any details of any names. I'm horrible at names. Names. So in a previous episode, I talked about 23andMe and how I've like, you know, I have the gene for Alzheimer's. I swear that stuff is starting to kick in. It's got to be like a, a, a slow progression to where you just, you know, first it's names. Martin Lawrence. That's the stand-up special from Blockbuster. And the fucking guy that was featuring for, for uh, Ari Shafir was... I can't remember his name. He did, he did a podcast for a little bit. He's a black dude, does a bunch of different impressions, which his comedy set wasn't impressions. His last bit, he did, like, impression of people doing impressions, which was, was funny. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name, but that was the first show I went to, Ari Shafir. That's where I bought the, the Ari shirt. The, it's like one of my favorite shirts. My girlfriend at the time actually bought it for me. Um, but that was my first actual comedy show, La Jolla Comedy Store, which is kind of a weird spot because La Jolla is really, really expensive area. Like it's a bunch of rich people. So it's like to have definitely not the same feeling as the Los Angeles Comedy Store. So the La Jolla Comedy Store versus the Los Angeles Comedy Store, completely different. Uh, a few years after I'd seen, like, so I saw Ari at the 420 show at the La Jolla Comedy Store. I seen Christina Pazitsky at the, uh, at the Madhouse. I think I've seen her there twice, um, which I'm not a fan of that club. It's more like a restaurant, and you're getting a lot of the same kind of, like, like I just didn't like the crowd. I mean, that's I'm sure that her crowds are different now that with the podcast and everything, but it was like it was a bunch of just fucking retired dudes wearing Tommy Bahama shit, um, you know, that didn't really know anything. That didn't know, yeah, it was unfamiliar with her work. Uh, but so the La Jolla Comedy Store, and then I seen. Uh, at the American Comedy Club, I've seen a bunch of shows. A bunch of Death Squad shows. Uh, well, not a bunch. I've seen a couple Death Squad shows, and I've seen... Man, who did I see? Ari Shafir. I see. I saw Ari again. I brought different, different friends to go see him. Uh, and I forget who opened for him then. But So I've seen Ari a few times. Uh, but difference between La Jolla and the LA one, I went to meet up with a bunch of podcasting friends um, in L.A. And we went to the comedy store. We're all huge comedy fans. So we went to the comedy store. We went there a couple nights. And we got a tour um, from Sarah Tiana, gave us a tour throughout. Um, and the L.A., I think the La Jolla has two rooms, I believe. I didn't get a tour of the La Jolla one. Um, but the LA one has three different rooms, it's got the original room, the main room and the belly room. The belly room is where like, uh, kill Tony and the ding dong show and roast battle. It's where like a lot of smaller shows kind of go. And it's weird cause it's like up and back and far away. It's like, like an afterthought, like a, an, a like a shitty addition to this building. Um, but it's an awesome room. It's an awesome room. And uh, we got to see like the, the secret peepholes because the comedy store used to be Cyril's nightclub, which was a mobster place. 
And so you could see up in the like the green room, you could see where you can look into all the rooms and you could see everybody. And if you wanted to take somebody out, like if you're like, okay, go down there and get the dude in that orange jacket and get him out of here or whatever. Like, let's silence him. Let's go put some uh, cement boots on him. Um, so it was really cool. But the vibe in that, that room is so dark, the belly room, because the stories, they're stories of like, oh, they used to perform abortions there. Um, but as far as the comedy store, when it used, to, it was the first place uh, that Mitzi allowed women to perform. Mitzi Shore being the owner of and and she ran the the comedy store for for many years. Um, the mom of Polly Shore. So it's completely different vibe. The the different ones and the the because the comedy store in L.A. is located in L.A. You get all the, like, the lineups that they get are fucking ridiculous, the lineups that you get. Like, if you follow the comedy store on Instagram, they post their lineups, and it's just, it's, it's like, it's all-star lineups. And it's great. You just go in, you spend whatever the cost is, 10, 20 bucks for a ticket, and you get to watch, you could stay from, I think they start at, like, 9 or 7. I don't remember what time they start. But then you could stay all through the night until, like, 2 in the morning. Don Barris, and then uh, I think Bro- Stephen Brody Stevens maybe cl- closes out sometimes. But uh, yeah, so it's it's crazy experience going to the comedy store, especially since you know you hear these comics talk about it. it's like their mecca, um, and especially now seeing that it's got like this life, this new life and resurgence. Um, with all the with Rogan coming back and Joey Diaz coming back and Ari shooting a special there and like a bunch of different comics shooting specials there like Louie and Gerard Carmichael, um, I mean it's a completely different vibe now I guess from what they say it's a completely different vibe I love it I've also been to the Ice House in L.A. Uh, where and been in the Death Squad Studios Red Band has. Uh, there's an attached room to the building that he uses as a studio that he's been using for years now, um, which I believe was initially going to be an early all things comedy studio, uh, but they didn't like the rent, so they they told Red Band and he he apparently went with it. Um, but yeah, I've been to the Ice House. The Ice House has two stages. I've been in both rooms. The small room is fucking great, um, and then the big room. I remember seeing. Like the lineups you saw back in those early Death Squad shows, it was like you'd it'd be like Joey Diaz, Brian Callen, Duncan Trussell, Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, like all of the heavy hitters in there that Bill Burr. I don't think I ever saw Bill Burr, but it was great. I, so I've seen a couple shows, a few shows at the Ice House, um, spent some t- a lot of time at the uh, the la comedy store um you know and the shows that i've seen in denver uh at the comedy works seen uh, ari and finally got to see a full set from duncan trussell which was amazing the ride there the ride there was probably the most crazy weird uber rides that keith and i had ever been in we talked about it on our show um but it's like we were telling the driver that we're going to the comedy store and like just the conversation where like sarcasm bleeds with like sincerity 
to where it got to the point where he was joking about having a gun in his glove box and that he would, like, you know, shoot us if we did anything. It's a very weird situation to the point where he reaches over to his glove box and opens it up and then closes it again. And it's like there was a moment where we're going to see Duncan Trussell do stand-up comedy. There's a moment where I'm like, oh, I could be shot right now. Some fucking asshole with a gun thinks that we're some kind of a fucking threat for some reason because he's a fucking wacko paranoid that wants to curl his finger and end a life because that's all you need to do to end a life when you own a gun. Point it and then curl a finger. That's what your life is worth to those people. That's it. Your life right there. Alive? Not alive. Not necessarily. Not those people, but some people. And, anyway, I don't want to go on a whole gun control thing. Um, so, well, anyway, we almost get shot on the way to the, to the thing. The first thing Duncan does to start off the, his set is to do some meditation, some ohms. It was the best, the best thing ever. And I meditate too, so I'm like, I'm all for it. It doesn't, it's not, I enjoy it. I needed that. I needed it. It, it was perfect to like refresh me, get me ready for his stand-up. Um, the only thing I don't, I really like that, that room though, the comedy works. The only thing is their seating is like, they pack you in there. Like I would never order food there. Like it's, it's like just ordering drinks is the bare minimum space for drinks. But you can't like you get you get like a shoebox lid size table between you and the person sitting next to you to for what for food and drinks. But you can't set shit on there. It's like an armrest. It's like a metal armrest. So it's it's really packed in there. I, I enjoy the uh, American Comedy Club is probably one of my favorite uh, or American Comedy Company in San Diego. It's like a basement similar to uh, Comedy Works as a basement. Um, but it's just the setup's a lot more comfortable. Uh, it's probably my favorite. And then the, the comedy store. Um, but yeah, now with podcasts, I get uh, exposed to all these different comedians, but also I get, I get the insight on a lot of the inner workings of what it is to be a comic. A lot of comics, you know, like to talk about the experience of going on the road or the experience of shooting a special, the experience of doing these different things. Um, and it's interesting. Um, so some of the podcasts that I listen to that you might want to check out that have comics. Uh, Tiger Belly is awesome with Bobby Lee. Really funny. Uh, clearly the Joe Rogan experience. Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. Burt Cast. Uh, Your Mom's House, one of the funniest podcasts ever made. With uh, Burke, or, uh, Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. Uh, what else? Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Kill Tony, is a fun podcast. If you're into sports, um, which they don't always talk about sports, but Punch Drunk Sports with Ari, Shafir, uh, Sam Tripoli, and Jason Tebow. Yeah. And All Things Comedy is basically a, a production company for comics by comics. And uh, they produce their own podcast now, and they're going to start producing more stuff, like higher-end stuff, like TV shows or web series, and who knows what else. So that's super exciting. That's a company that I would love to work for in the future, all things comedy, or work with at some point. Um, but yeah, 
So stand-up comedy now is like I listen to specials all the time. I'm I'm like constantly with Netflix. It's great. You get specials all over the place. Um, so it's a really good time for comedy. I I love it as a comedy fan. I'm I'm huge, hugely appreciative that that I'm living in a time where I have a- not only access to all these different comics through streaming services to see their specials, but also the opportunity to get the behind the scenes kind of stuff with their podcasts. So that's it, everybody. That's that's my that's my discussion on comedy. I'm sorry if I missed names. I'm still trying to think of the guy that featured for Ari, and I can't do it. Um, but thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ray Taylor. You can help support this show as well as everything else that I do at Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/InspiredDisorder. Donate a dollar a month more if you want to get perks. So there's that option. And then inspiredsword.com for links to subscribe to this show on YouTube or iTunes or all the other stuff and artwork. There's over 100 drawings. There's over 100 photoshops in two different series. Um, So go buy those if you want to help support as well. And that's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Peace out.